Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Because uh, all the weather guys, I'm sure Tom isn't going to hear about this more than 10,000 times today. Hey, I thought it was supposed to rain today. And it's gorgeous. It's beautiful, sunny. Actually, it is supposed to rain later. Yeah, but not during the parade. No, later in the day. Later, like, uh, And what? there's only a 30% chance of ah, storms. That's nothing. So, uh, overnight, um, a little more uh, chance of storms. But tomorrow, a greater chance of storms, uh, 60%. Uh-huh. We need the rain. No, we don't. Not on a day that I'm playing in the Bradley University Athletic Department golf outing. Oh, All right, well, we'll oh, hold it off oh. there for the Bradley University. What time will that? Don't you, isn't tee off time usually mm. or early in the day? No, they're doing it at noon tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, oh, so we have, I, I, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. That's okay. Shrani. <laughs> You said it's supposed to rain tomorrow, too? Yes. Is that what you said? 60% chance. Oh, that's higher than 30%. By 30%. <laughs> higher than by 30%. That's exactly right. So I'm, uh, I popped open another bottle of uh, Snapple. Popped open a bottle of what? Snapple. Oh. Snapple. Okay. Uh, I'm enjoying the Snapple uh, peach uh, tea, I guess it is, right? Uh, zero sugar, Snapple tea, uh, 10 calories. That's not bad. And it's very refreshing. Describe the flavor. It's peachy. It's peachy. Does it have an air or a hint of of other fruits or vegetables? Mm. No, I'd say it's mainly peachy. Okay. You can practically taste the fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> it's so peachy. <laughs> Oh, but the main reason that I, the main reason that I opened it is because I wanted to see if there was a, a different fun fact under this cap as there was from the previous bottle that I just sucked down. Is there one? There is. Yeah, it's different. This is just like Cracker Jack. This candy coated popcorn, peanuts, and a prize. Yeah, yeah, and well, bazooka gum. These right. are, uh, I mean, these are facts that, you know, I don't want to degrade the bazooka bubblegum experience because heaven knows I certainly enjoyed it. Uh, ditto with the Cracker Jack until they got so cheap that, you know, they pra- practically just put a, a rock in the <laughs> box and said, here's your prize. <laughs> Did they used to have nice prizes in Cracker Jack. I, I remember got, as a kid, I was satisfied. But yeah. Then and then I did it as an adult, and I go, "This is a r- complete ripoff now." Yeah, it did. They had. I remember getting you know little uh, play uh, toys of some sort. Yeah. You know, little uh, figures, men, construction guys, or something like that. Like the village people, you mean? Yeah, something like that. We would tape them onto kites and fly them and make sh- <laughs> really? pretend they were astronauts. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> That's well, weird. that's we would take your little, you take your little guy and tape him to yeah. a kite, yeah, and then fly the kite, and he was he would it was an astronaut, so he was like an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Well, tried to talk to him, and didn't get any answer. And you say that it's weird inside my brain. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, I remember those things. I don't know what you call them, 
but uh, it was a little plastic thing, and there was a, a tiny little ball inside of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you jiggle it around yeah. trying to get it into the indentation Yeah, uh, where the balls. I have, no, I have no idea what that's called. Yeah, but that was a big deal. Uh, kids, you kids that are listening today, and you know, they have no idea of what we're talking about. This is why your parents are so screwed up today, because <laughs> this this uh, was our entertainment as child. We we would take these little plastic things and jiggle it around. That's that was our entertainment. While you're on your iPhones now yeah. <laughs> and on TikTok, we were jiggling around this little plastic thing trying to get a ball to fall into a little indentation. Yeah, they had point values, right? Yeah, and, yeah, they, they, had, did. and they had point values, yeah. right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, my second fun fact from my second Snapple bottle today. And it says... This is real fact number 741. Plants, like humans, can run a fever if they're sick. Hmm. How do they know that? How do they know that is the big question. There's the mind of the... Reporter, the investigative yeah, reporter. How do they know that? Dave Schwan. How do they know that the plant has a fever? Does the plant groan or, you know, look fatigued? Is there a little plant thermometer? Yeah, you right, can... exactly. You're yeah, right. And yeah. what is the temperature supposed to be? What is the normal temperature for a plant? Mm-hmm. A normal temperature range. <laughs> These are the things being pondered on a Sunday morning. You want me to get the Snapple lawyers on the phone so you can ask them all that? I hold in my hand the last envelope. (laughs) What? Do you hold in your hand the last uh, fun fact there? I don't have any more Snapple bottles right now. All right, then that was the last one. This is my last one, but during one of your news breaks, uh, I could... You're going to go get another one. I could run down to where the vending machines used to be. Don't get locked out. Oh, you know what else I found out today when I was going through emails? This is turning out to be beverage morning. Uh, A new way of making iced coffee. Huh. Do you guys like iced coffee? Yes. No. I love iced coffee. You don't? No. Coffee has to be hot for me. Scalding hot? Yeah. Wow. Warm to... On a morning like Hot. this, you wouldn't enjoy a nice, refreshing. No, no, I no. would drink. I would drink water. You would drink a hot coffee on a morning like this. Oh, I do. Yes, I've got. This is cup number. Jess, what cup number is this here? No, she doesn't know. Oh no, more like five. This is Shwani's personal secretary that he has. <laughs> Get me a cup of coffee now. <laughs> I demand a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at me. I going, said really? Kona. Number five? I want Kona. <laughs> yes, I have coffee no matter. You've, wait, you've had five cups of coffee? Probably. Oh, no wonder it's so difficult to get along with you. <laughs> <laughs> now things are now things are now come on now. Andy, I'm an easy guy to work with, right? Generally speaking, yes. See? Are your hands are your hands shaking? No. No, I'm perfectly fine. His handshake when he don't have when he doesn't have five cups of coffee. Yeah, right now. That's true for the uh, for the caffeine addiction. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that you'll drink a hot cup of oh, coffee yeah. on a hot morning. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Oh, yeah. Well, it's comfortably cool here in the newsroom, so it you know it, it works out. I wouldn't do it outside. Uh, well, you know a guy for thirty years, thirty, forty years, forty three. <laughs> you think you know everything about a guy, and then. He surprises you. <laughs> yep. Well, Andy, this is for, yes. you, for you and I then, because okay. I also enjoy a nice uh, iced coffee. 
uh, I was reading this uh, recipe uh, where you take you, you make the coffee the night before. Right, the cold blend. Yep. The, the cold blend. But you put it in ice cube trays. Oh. And uh, then you put it, do you, do you just take it black? Do you take cream? No, I have cream in mine, yeah. Cream in Okay, this is perfect then. Because you take the uh, coffee ice cubes, put them in a blender with uh, your cream, blend that baby up a little huh. bit. And you've got a coffee slushy. Now that I would like. A coffee slushy. That oh, I would like. And I like coffee ice cream. The mocha flavored coffee ice creams. Yeah. I like that. That I would like. Why wouldn't you just like a coffee with some ice cubes in it? No, it's just cold. The coldness of it. Slushies just, are also yeah. cold. Twice. I know they are, but there's probably some additives in there like sugar. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, the benefit of the coffee ice cubes into the blender making the slushy, the, uh, it doesn't uh, dilute down. That, ah. That's the downside. When you, when, uh, you have a, an iced coffee with cubes, eventually the cubes melt. It right. dilutes your coffee. Not quite as pleasurable. Because these are the cubes. Because these are the cubes. I like the way they, they're thinking there. I'm going to try that tomorrow morning. Let me know how it works out for you. I will. I'll call you right away. Okay. 3 a.m. when I wake up, I'm giving you a call tomorrow morning. I won't be here. I'll find you. <laughs> Not tomorrow you won't. I might. <laughs> You'd be surprised where your tracking devices are. I <laughs> uh, got a little far-flung forecast for us? We do. Yes. Okay. Uh, we have a tease? Not yet. We're not going to do it yet. Hold the music. Hold, hold the whistling. Uh, it is, We're going to uh, take a break we'll just, first. We'll say that... But the, let's do the tease now. The, because, tease is, yeah. the tease is our far-flung forecast is on a grand scale this morning. <laughs> on a grand, grand scale. Grand scale. On a grand... Like a thousand, you mean? Like that kind of... It's just, it's just grand. Thousand Oaks, California? It's grand. It, well, the western U.S., okay. yes. Hmm. Well, I know I can hardly wait. <laughs> you sound so excited. <laughs> Go get another fun fact. You know what? I I think I would rather hear the commercials right okay. now, which is what we're going to do. It's time for the Far-Flung Forecast, our weekly compendium of fascinating facts and figures. And each week, without fail, presented by... Dave Juan Valdez Schwan. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dean. Good morning, everyone. And it's time to get out your compasses and protractors and newfangled devices because today we go to. What do you we- mean? What do you mean, newfangled? Well, device? that tic tac toe thing or Tweety Bird or whatever the what kids are, are using. Tic tac toe you know. thing. Yeah. What is. Yeah. He means TikTok. Ah, that's what I thought he meant. Yeah. Twitter, which I don't understand how <laughs> that will assist you in the far flung forecast. Yeah, well, either. the that the uh, uh, apps that you can put on your phone, Google yeah. Maps, and unless you're like making pasta that. while you're doing the far flung forecast. That's hey, all. all right, here we go. We're going to Williams, Arizona today. Where's that? Williams, Arizona is in the state of Arizona. Well, that's great. It's, it's west of Flagstaff, and it was named for a man whose name was Williams. <laughs> 
He was old Bill Williams. This is why you've Williams. won so many awards for this feature. <laughs> he was old you, Bill Williams. You uncover things in this feature that people would otherwise <laughs> Never, ever find not out be before. able to figure out. No. He was a uh, trader and uh, mountain man who lived in the area. There's a statue of old Bill in Williams, Arizona. You mean that he traded uh merchandise merchandise that's right he wasn't like benedict arnold no 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 not Not a traitor a trader okay yes not a traitor okay but we mentioned williams arizona because the city today bills itself as the gateway to the grand canyon Hmm. hence our far-flung forecast on a grand scale today Ah. and we mentioned williams and the grand canyon because it was on June 23rd, Friday's date, 10 years ago, that Nick Walenda of the Flying Walendas became the first person to walk a high wire across the little Colorado River Gorge Mm. at Grand Canyon, a quarter of a mile, Mm. along a two-inch thick steel cable, 1,500 feet above the gorge. And the year before that... Uh, he was the first person to walk a tightrope over Niagara Falls. And Can I just tell you, I've broken out into a cold sweat yeah. while you're telling that. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding out of the counter here. Now right? you need your cold coffee. Oof. Now you need your cold coffee. Goodness for my Snapple. I understand that as he was walking, he was praying aloud. I'll bet. <laughs> yes. I'll bet he was. I'm praying aloud right now. <laughs> and he did this 10 years ago. Is this the guy that walked across the Chicago River? Yes, from yes, Marina City yes. to yeah, whatever whatever building was directly across. Yeah, Marina City. Well, that uh, seems like nothing compared to the Grand Canyon. Now. The Grand Canyon. I wouldn't want to do either one, but no. you, the, the Marina City walk doesn't sound like that big of a deal if you're walking over the Grand it Canyon. Still would uh, be though. I mean, on some dental floss. <laughs> <laughs> dental floss. But he su- he succeeded in doing so. And mm. Williams, Arizona today is actually colder than we are. It's uh, sunny, but it's only fifty nine there Ooh. because they're in the high desert. They're right. in the, they're in the yes. mountains. That's right. It's a dry heat though. It's a dry. Yes, it's a dry it's fifty dry, degrees. It's dry fifty nine degrees. And you know what's cool though with Williams is you can drive directly to the south rim of the Grand Canyon from mm. there. But there's also a train ride that's fun that goes up to the Grand Canyon mm. and back. So you can do that also. Yeah, I'll be in the car with Andy. You go ahead and you do got it. <laughs> Drinking iced coffee. <laughs> Our coffee slushies. Uh, we'll talk to Dr. Kevin Most right after we get updated with the latest news. For the Pride Parade today, which both WGN Radio and WGN TV will be uh, participating in. That's why I'm going to be jumping off a little early uh, today from the show. I'll be on the WGN TV float, which is number 87, I'm told. So if you're uh, you know out there and you're looking for us, uh, that's where we're going to be. We've got uh, all your friends from both the radio station and TV station who will be on the floats, including on our TV float. Bozo the Clown still gets a huge uh, response. Um, uh, the Tom Skilling, Hugh, still huge response, and then uh, all the rest of us who are going to be there. They are the two big stars of the WGN TV float, so we'll look forward to uh, seeing you out there. Uh, and right now, at least anyway, we've got some beautiful sunshine. Hopefully that holds up for the parade leading us into our weekly visit with Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Good morning, my friend. How are you today? Good morning, Dean. Uh, doing great. I mean, 
great storm last night, but like you said, hopefully you guys will have great weather for, your, for the parade, and uh, it looks like it's going to be beautiful. I, look, I think so. I'm all set. I'm going to have my bald head uh, covered. Uh, uh, I'm going to, I have uh, sunscreen SPF 50. Is that good enough? Or should you think That's I should, good. should get more? 50 is okay. 50 is okay. Yep. Make sure you put it on well before you get on. Don't put it on right before you get on the parade route. So please put it on early. Oh, really? You want, you want to give that a good half hour to work. So, oh, yeah. okay. All right. To so kind of like uh, permeate the skin, uh, sort of something like that. Exactly. We say that in very generic terms because there's a difference between sunscreen and sunblock. Sunblock is more of a physical block, right? It's, it's almost zinc oxide. They almost come out looking like white paste. Yeah. The sunblock is actually, excuse me, or sunscreen actually is a chemical that blocks. Those are the ones that need more time, but often you don't know which one you're putting on. So our goal for everybody is to put on whichever, whether it's sunscreen or sunblock, because they often don't know the difference. To put that on 15 minutes, 30 minutes prior to you getting that sun exposure. Mm. So it's going to work whether you're using sunscreen or sunblock. Okay, that's good. I never knew that. I, I would normally just spray myself down, or I, I usually get the spray. Is there a difference between the spray and, uh, you know, something you would get out of a tube or, or a bottle? Well, you know, they're, they're all based on, like you just said, the SPF. So they've all been tested as far as how much time is this going to protect you from getting a burn. So there's really not a big difference there. And it really comes down to, like I said, whether it's a, a physical block or whether it's a chemical block. So really, uh, both of them are great. There's a lot of good powdered sun, uh, sun uh, blocks as well. They almost come look like a, a woman's makeup thing with a brush. Yeah. Um, those are excellent for you if you don't want to get your hands all goopy. Right. But like you said, too, some of the ones that come in the cans right now, our super goop is a great one in a can, um, and it's it's a really wonderful. It works well, and you don't get your hands all messy, and it really can really cover a lot of area in the body with a simple spray. Yeah, which someone else can do to you, which is also nice. Yeah, uh, somebody on our text line says, "Don't forget to put the sunscreen on your ears." That ears, uh, you know, can get uh, burnt up faster than anything else, and we often forget about those, don't we? You know, it's a great point, and thank that listener, because two things there. One, we put our hat, we put a hat on and we think, okay, we are protecting our face. And all it really does is pulls, it actually is worse because it often will pull your hair, which sometimes blocks your ears, over that. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that the thickness of skin is based on how much irritation and how much the body needs to have thick skin. That's why our, our soles of our feet are thicker skin, because we know it's going to do that. Why our palms have thicker skin. But if you look at the tips of our ears, the tops of our ears, where there's really no need to have very thick skin, yeah. it's very thin, can get burned very easily. So make sure you cover your tops of your ears and your ears, and also the back of your neck. People think they put it on their face, but they don't remember to put it on the back of their right. neck. Right, right, right. And you, you'll certainly remember later in the day when you, you wind up uh, getting fried a little bit in some of these areas. Is there anything to the fact that people, people with uh, you know, more uh, skin tone 
are are more uh, likely to get burnt than someone who is not. In other words, uh, someone who is very fair skinned, as opposed to uh, you know like a Mediterranean uh, skin tone or an African American person. Uh, differences in uh, you know protection or you know the possibility for some skin damage in the sun. Absolutely. When we look at damage to the sun, and like you just said, tell me the perfect description of who I'm going to really focus on to make sure they're doing the right things. Redheads, fair-skinned people, people with blue eyes. We know that those people are the ones that we're the most concerned about because their skin burns so quickly. The skin doesn't make, the body doesn't make enough um, melanocytes to protect the skin. When we get tanned, people think that looks healthy, and that's really not the true story. When we get tanned, that's the body's way of trying to protect itself from the damage to the sun. Wow. And unfortunately, those who are redhead and fair skin, they don't produce enough of that. So they don't even usually, you know, people say, oh, I don't tan. I just burn. And those are the individuals that we're the most concerned about. Yeah, that's uh, the, exactly uh, what was my uh, perception of it all. Um, you know, the... Um, uh, when when we're out in, in uh, the sunshine, whether it's today, we've got the 4th of July uh, weekend coming up. What other protections should we, um, you know, we be going through right now? Uh, my dermatologist uh, told me the same thing about, uh, you know, I said, you know, you look nice when you've got a little suntan. You know, you look healthy. <laughs> and he's like, I want you and your bald head to stay out of the sun. Which which is funny because remember back in the day, we not only would go out in the sun, we would put um, uh, oil, oil, oil. We, we, we would essentially be frying ourselves in the sun. We're sauteing ourselves uh, out in the sun back in the day. And some people would put iodine uh, in it. I mean, it was it was crazy what we used to do. Yeah, it really, it really was. And, and it wasn't that long ago. I mean, but really right now when we look at the incidence of skin cancer being the number one cancer that we have anywhere in the world, and two, the preventive measures that we can do now. When we talk about, hey, stop smoking so you can prevent lung cancer. Stop, you know, drinking so you can prevent liver cancer. You know, this is one that we can prevent with whether it's a topical, like we talked about. And I'll tell you another thing that's really popular right now are the sleeves. You might see those individuals with the white sleeves that they, they just cover their arms, which is great because then you don't have to remember to put that sunblock on. So you see a lot of golfers wearing it because we're not the smartest people in the world. <laughs> and knowing at, you know, to put that sunblock back on you know, two hours into our game, we don't. But those who are wearing sleeves, you know, have figured that out and, and are really protecting their skin well. Yeah, and if you have some just a, a lightweight uh, sleeve, right, uh, it, it it doesn't make that much difference in whether you're going to be hot or not hot. Uh, the, the main thing is to protect yourselves from the damaging rays of the sun, which is, uh, you know, what this is all about. Uh, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about some other summertime things that uh, we should be thinking about. And there is, uh, we don't hear very much about COVID uh, anymore, but you have a COVID vaccine booster update that I want to get to. Plus, we'll get to your phone calls for Dr. Kevin Most from Central DuPage Hospital right after this. Uh, this time of year, uh, when the weather is great and we were just breathing down the neck of the 4th of July weekend, everybody's going to be outside. We talked about sun protection. I know we should stay uh, as hydrated as possible, right? 
uh, this time of year as well with non-alcoholic beverages? <laughs> yeah, I like how you put the caveat on there, you know, with the non-alcoholic beverages. So we don't encourage people to go out and have a 12-pack of beer to stay hydrated. Right, right. But you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, days like today, you know, the hydration status is important. Not only is it, will it be warm, but it'll also be a little windy. And then why, you say, why is that so important? Well, the way we cool our body is actually when we sweat. People think I'm sweating, you know, I'm trying to get, get rid of heat, and that's absolutely true. And a combination of sweating along with a breeze will evaporate that water off our skin quickly to keep us cool, but it also decreases the amount of fluids we have in our body. So absolutely taking, whether it's water or whether it's electrolyte drink like Gatorade, um, if you're going to be out in the sun and you're going to be doing anything strenuous, make sure you keep that. Because by the time you get thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Now, how uh, worried should we be about uh, Lyme disease, which comes from uh, ticks? And how concerned should we be about West Nile virus, which comes from mosquitoes? I was on my deck and, you know, I felt something like kind of buzzing around me and it was a mosquito. I have never seen a mosquito the size of the one that was flying around me the other day. It had a flight attendant on it. That's how big this mosquito was. It was giant. And we really haven't had very much this year because we haven't had much rain. But now, you know, we're going to get some rain and some standing water. So I guess the mosquitoes could be returning any time now as well. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought it up because it is one of the concerns we have are the two, two major infections that we see in the summer. You know, just like I said, West Nile virus and Lyme disease. Interesting that June 1st is when the IDPH, the Illinois Department of Public Health, does their first batch of mosquitoes that they capture. And then they look to see where in the state uh, the West Nile is found. And unfortunately, they've already had three batches of mosquitoes in Crook County that have tested positive for oh, West Nile wow. very early in the year for that. So even though our mosquito population appears to be down a little bit, because like you said, we haven't had a lot of standing water. Um, certainly, we know that the ones that are out there, unfortunately, we do have West Nile in the area, and that it's going to be something that we're all going to need to look for because there's no treatment for West Nile, different from Lyme disease. No treatment for West Nile, it's supportive measures. So really, when you go out, especially in the dusk, put on some off, make sure you wear something, cutter off, whichever the brand you like, just make sure it has deep in it, and hopefully you'll be protected from any exposure from at least the West Nile virus. Caller uh, from the 6-3 area code texting in a question. Uh, it seems like everybody I know is getting pink eye right now. Uh, is there something uh, going on? Is, is that the case? It, it, are, are we seeing a lot of pink eye right now? Well, it's, it's a very interesting question in the way it was formed as well, because right now you think we don't see pink eye a lot in the summer. Right? We see pink eye during the school year when right. kids go and they touch their eyes and they spread it amongst their kids and then they come home. The vast majority of pink eye is caused by a virus and there's really not a lot to do. It's a little irritating, but it is going to clear up and it's important to wash your hands. The reason I said it started to answer the way I did is the strain of COVID that is around right now, one of the symptoms of it is actually pink eye. Uh -huh. So it's interesting that in the past we haven't seen COVID related with pink eye. But this strain actually does have many patients who will get pink eye with it. So mm. concerning, but again, caused by virus, not a lot to do with it. Wash your hands. Try not to touch your eye and then shake someone else's hand because that's how it spreads. Do you do anything about it or you just have to wait for it to go away? 
just wait for it to go away. You know, if you go to the doctor, certainly we have eye drops for them. If you have it and it lasts more than a couple of days, there are some bacterial cases where the doctor will give you eye drops, but a lot of them go away. But bacterial conjunctivitis, viral conjunctivitis, very common. Even the bacterial will go away without treatment. But if you want to get rid of it, if it's staying more than a couple of days, go in and see the doctor. He'll give you eye drops and they'll clear up quickly. Interesting that it's related to uh, COVID. What is this vaccine booster update that uh, you wanted to mention? Yeah, you know, we were all waiting. What's going on with COVID, you know, uh, boosters? When are we going to hear more? And we finally just heard the XBB virus or XBB vaccine for COVID is going to be rolled out this fall along with the flu shot. So this year in the fall, we're going to be offering the flu shot for whatever strain you know, we designed for. And we've gone with the XBB virus vaccine for COVID. And you say, well, what does that mean? Well, if you remember, the original vaccine was based on the original strain of COVID. Then we made our booster that we've all been getting recently or right now uh, based on the BA4 and BA5. Well, during that time, COVID again mutated, and now XBB is a predominant strain. So just like with flu vaccines, we're going to go with whatever the predominant strain is for our vaccine this fall. And it's going to be the XBB, and it was just announced. We're all kind of waiting to say, okay, is it going to be a once-a-year shot, or are we going to do this and, again, have another booster in the spring six months after you get your shot? Jury is out on that, and it'll be based on whether this mutates one more time. Let's go to Ruth on the phone line at 312-981-7200. Ruth, you're on with Dr. Kevin Most. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Thank you. Um, I wanted to ask the doctor about uh, the DTP shots, um, you know, diphtheria, tetanus, um, pertussis, I guess it is. And um, I've had two of those, you know, at 10-year intervals. And this year would be my next time to have one. Is that important to keep doing that year after year? Or, I mean, time after time? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, it's not year after year, fortunately. But no, I meant, I meant every 10 years. Right. Right. Absolutely. So the interesting thing, Ruth, is especially with grandparents, we used to just give the tetanus shot because we we're more concerned about tetanus. And we said, oh, pertussis is really kind of fading away. And then probably three or four or five years ago, we had this big outbreak of pertussis. So now you're seeing that we're going back to giving pertussis uh, uh, boosters as well. Mainly, very important for grandparents. And, and young parents. So when a parent is uh, in the hospital, you know, getting ready to deliver the baby, we are actually giving the pertussis shot to the husband and to the wife to make sure that they're going to protect that child. So pertussis is one that we used to say, oh, don't worry about it anymore. Just make sure you keep your tetanus up to date. But now anybody who's going to be around young children, we're certainly going to recommend that pertussis shot again because of the outbreak of whooping cough that has, that has unfortunately popped back up. Got a lot of questions about exposure to the sun that we were talking about a moment ago. Uh, someone, uh, someone is asking from uh, the 905 area code, is the sun stronger today than it was years ago because of everything we hear about with the ozone layers uh, fading away? Someone else asks, if you had a lot of sun exposure as a young person, can that damage show up later in life? Yes. So the second question first. Yes. Anybody who had major burns as a child, your chance of melanoma is, very, is, is much higher than the individual who was protected 
or lived in the northern part of the, of the country where they didn't have as much sun exposure. <clears throat> Those individuals who had a lot of sun exposure as a child, whether someone like me, where I spent my life, you know, I spent my summers caddying on a golf course, or you were a guard at a, at a pool, or you were, you know, at the beach all the time. Right. Those are individuals that should see a dermatologist on a real, regular basis. Once a year, let them do a total exam, a well-qualified, high-quality exam, because we do have much higher chance for melanoma. The other, absolutely, we're unfortunately starting to see more skin cancer and more damage, and whether it's the decrease in the ozone layer, certainly that is one thing that we're looking at to say, okay, do we need to be even more protective now, even at a younger age, because of the decrease of the protection from the sun? Uh, really interesting information. I'm sure we'll be talking about it much more during the summertime. Uh, Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Always a pleasure, my friend, and enjoy your Sunday today. You guys take care. We'll talk soon. All right, and we'll check news from the Northwestern Medical Center newsroom coming up next. Am I not being civic-minded by saying I am not at all looking forward to the uh, next weekend? No, I think you're in the majority. <laughs> How messy is this going to get, Schwani? You you're, know, I was Dana. Having... Dana's going to. Dana will probably talk about this, right? Oh yeah, he's coming in at ten thirty when the... I step away. But he's our uh, he's our moto head and uh, can probably talk more about it. But Schwani is also uh, very knowledgeable about most things, or at least he likes to think so. Oh, I think it's fine. Our doctors have told us that we need to humor him in that way. <laughs> Please tell us, well, Shawnee. Tell okay. us what you know. First of all, first of all, let me ask you this. Seriously, uh, Dean, have you been in the downtown area around Grant Park in the last week and a half or so? No. Two weeks. You haven't? Okay. Nope. Well, it uh, when we talk about more and more street closures taking place, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, you say you hang on my every word when I do a newscast, do. so you must have heard me say yeah. that more street closures are now in effect, which includes Jackson between uh, DeSable Lakeshore Drive in Michigan, uh, westbound Roosevelt. They're going to be closing a couple lanes there uh, at 9 tonight uh, in order to do some configuration for the uh, race, the course that's going to be taking place there. Um, Going through uh, Grant Park is well nigh impossible right now. You know, Lakeshore Drive and uh, Michigan Avenue, um, (sighs) the only way to do it. And uh, next weekend, really, that's just going to be completely closed off. You know what's amazing to me, though, is the way these stands have been built, you know, for the spectators. The grandstands. The grandstands. And a couple of them along Michigan Avenue. We're talking about, (laughs) looks like theater seating for some Mm. special areas. They call them the President's Paddock, which is, you know, a special VIP VIP seating. Exactly. That you can see. Um, it's right around uh, Ida B. Wells Drive in Michigan. So that the course, there. the course itself, for the actual race itself, it's on Lakeshore Drive, right? Uh, part of it, and it, but a lot of it, it's going to do a a weird crisscross type of thing. Oh, where, great! Where, <laughs> Oh, great. They've taken a page from the marathon. Let's make it as complicated as possible. Part of it will be, you know, you know I don't know if they know the Lakeshore Drive goes straight north and straight south. You could easily do it that way. But let's make it more complicated. It will be zigzagging in oh, through great. the... the- 
great. Now, I understand Monroe will uh, be open, That you know, right in between the Art Institute and Millennium uh, Park. That will uh, remain, and that is open. Uh, that's but you have to dodge there. the cars if but, you're going across the street. <laughs> <laughs> Anything south of there to Roosevelt, forget about uh, it. Uh, but it's really, it, it, it is fascinating to watch these structures, and that's exactly yeah, I, what they are, I go up. So. But and we, then we've got the Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza right after mm-hmm. this. Now, keep right? in mind, after is the race. Worse? Are the closures worse than they are for Lollapalooza? I think they are yeah. because there 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 are just more of them. The Lollapalooza event, you know, is just that that square area there, the park, but, and yeah, right right yeah, inside and, Grand Park. Right, right. But this is it's going to affect Michigan Avenue, mm. and that means that um, the, the part of the race course is on Michigan. Mm. That's why they have those stands facing Michigan Avenue, yeah. the, the President's Paddock. Uh, I, I know you, that I some of the President's Paddock. <laughs> <laughs> I know that... What does um, that mean, President's Paddock? It means a special area there. Think of it as a reviewing stand, you know? Um, Isn't Paddock a fish? No, you're thinking haddock. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> so what'd you just, catch today? It's right by oh, Monroe Harbor. <laughs> Pardon me. Um... I know that some side streets like 9th and 8th and so forth will be closed from Wabash going east. They will be closed uh, for starting sometime this week now, Mm -hmm. going up to the actual event. Uh, State Street might be the only major north-south thoroughfare um, that uh, will be used. Now, I looked up the definition of the word paddock. Yeah, it says that it's a small field where horses are kept. Yeah, that's what I heard. It you usually hear it during the. This Kentucky is what Derby. they're calling it, though. Yeah. The president's are, paddock. Are they going to put horses in these grandstands? <laughs> I don't know. It's an enclosure paddock. Is a small enclosure for horses. That's what they're calling it here. Oh, a two-story just, air-conditioned so president's confused. paddock. I'm so confused. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll see you guys uh, after the marathon well, in October. How's that? <laughs> a couple other things, though, very quickly, since you're asking about this. You know, this has been, this started a couple of weeks ago, the setup. The takedown is also going to be taking a couple of weeks. Going into July, Great. then the Great. setup yeah. for Lollapalooza. This oh, is why fantastic. Taste of Chicago was moved up to September. That's great. Fantastic. <laughs> and then don't forget, the 4th of July is coming up as well. <laughs> yeah, right. And there's there's all that where uh-huh. a million people come downtown for that. Mm-hmm. Crazy. You wanted to know? I'm telling you. Now you live near the sta- the radio station, Chwani. I do. So I'm thinking that Andy uh, and his lovely wife Melina and I we should all just come and stay at your house for the next <laughs> couple of weeks. You don't want to stay at my house. No, that is not. Realistic. Uh, I don't want to stay at my house. It's a Schwanny sleepover. I, <laughs> I don't want to stay at my I house. Can't wait. Uh, we'll make popcorn and tell spooky stories. <laughs> <laughs> More coming up Boy. after this. Stick around. Uh, Dean Richards, Sunday morning paddock. I'm going to call it a paddock from now on. It's the show where horses hang out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe this is going to be a NASCAR horse race then. <laughs> There's why not race horses? Yeah, rather why than not? the cars. Why not? Put oh. some chariots out there. 
<laughs> so whatever we can do to make this as confusing and inconvenient for most people, that's what should happen. Now, they have also put mufflers on the cars because it's going to be loud. And so they're putting mufflers on the cars. There are oh, there are residences right there on Michigan Avenue that oh, are. Oh yeah, they must love this. <laughs> all those people with all oh, those wow. five million dollar condos right on East uh, Lakeshore Drive. They must be loving this. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, and right on uh, Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Indiana uh, Avenue. Right, all those hear that. Yeah. those huge uh, high rises. Though, the, beautiful. There's an eighty story building at on West Roosevelt. Or East Roosevelt. Multi million dollar condos there. They have to basically abandon their homes while these things are going on. <laughs> wow. All right. Now, and, and also, please bear in mind, this is a three-year deal. Yeah. Next year, the year after, and I understand that they are having an option for two more years. Well, listen, uh, this is an invitation to all of our listeners. We're all going to stay at Shwani's house. Uh, everyone's invited. Did you want to give your exact home address out, Shwani? So yes, 321 Mayberry Lane. <laughs> oh, very nice. Is, uh, is Otis included? Otis is included. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, not Otis Campbell. Out. He's talking about his dog. I, Otis Shwani. will be included, yes. That's We're pretty have, good. Clara Edwards is making her special <laughs> lemonade and cookies. And uh, Aunt Bee's making a jar of pickles. That's right. Yes, right. Uh, this that may everybody be, loves. This may be a record. We've gone a full hour and 17 minutes on the show without bringing up the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> that, that may be a first. Oh, we just brought it up. Yeah, well, we couldn't get through you, the whole show. This stuff. is true. Yeah. It's a short show. Uh, in addition to the Pride Parade, which is going on today, which is why I will be stepping out at 1030, and Dane will be coming in to uh, finish up the show uh, for us today, and I'm sure he'll have much more to say about the the, the race uh, the vehicular uh, addition to uh, Chicago uh, coming up. So we'll get to all of that. But in addition to the Pride Parade, where you can see the WGN radio float in the parade, the WGN TV float with Bozo and Tom Skelling and me and Anna Belaval will be there and lots of your friends from WGN TV. We also have a taste of Highland Park that's going on today. Uh, I'm sure it's uh, extra poignant uh, because of the tragedy that took place in Highland Park uh, last year. I'm sure their 4th of July celebration uh, next week is going to be the even more poignant. Taste of Joliet is going on this weekend. Uh, we've got uh, Miche Fest, which is going on in Harrison Park in the Pilsen neighborhood this weekend. The Logan Square Arts Festival is going on. But I want to draw your attention to something that's going to be going on in a couple of weekends, and that is one of my favorite outdoor fests. I love the Roscoe Village Burger Fest, where you go there and you go to the different booths and some of the best burger makers in Chicago restaurants uh, are uh, fixing burgers, unusual, uh, delicious, wonderful burgers. And you enjoy music, you enjoy burgers, and... I'm going to be one of the judges this year who get, gets to help decide, uh, you know, who, who wins the distinction of the best burger in town. Andy, I know this sounds like hard work sitting around eating burgers all yeah, day. Yeah, someone's got to do it, though. Somebody's got to do it. So, uh, I'm Are gonna... you going to cut up Aunt B's pickles to put on the burgers? <laughs> Maybe. That's up to the burger makers. You know, they're, they're going to present the burgers uh, to the judges. Uh, as I understand it, and so I don't know if I'm allowed to add stuff to, you know what, you know what they present to us. I'm surprised you're not 
one of the the burger contestants. makers. Yeah, contestants. Yeah, contestants. One of the one of the burger makers. Yeah. Well, maybe next. Year. Maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe maybe next year we'll do that. But let me bring in Alyssa Lombardo, who is uh, with the Lakeview Roscoe Chamber of Commerce. Uh, putting on Burger Fest this year. Alyssa, hi. Uh, this is Dean. You're on WGN. Hi, Dean. Good morning. How are you? A- am I describing uh, all of this properly? Uh, I, I, I've been such a big fan of Burger Fest for years. Uh, so, you know, I'm giving it my my memory of, uh, you know, what this is about. Maybe you've changed a few things, but talk about this a little bit. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job explaining, and we're super excited about having you on um, as one of our judges. So I want to thank you for that, and uh, it's going to be a great weekend. It's going to start on July 7th, and that's going to be a Friday. So we're going to start around 5 o'clock, a little later in the day, and then we'll go until 10 o'clock with the music, and then it'll be on the 8th and the 9th as well from um, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. So we'll have a fun-filled day. It's going to be on Belmont Avenue. We're going to be right in between Damon and Oakley, and you're, you're going to be there, and you're going to see about 10 different vendors. So we're going to get a lot of different types of burgers, um, anything from, like, lamb sliders we're going to have to, you know, your classic patty, and then we're going to have some um, vegan and vegetarian options, too. For people that don't eat meat, we're going to have a couple Beyond Burger options. Um, but Burger Fest is so much more than just, you know, hanging around eating burgers, even though obviously that's the best part. Right, um, right. We're going to have... A, yeah, we're going to have a bunch of different performers, um, over 20 performers, actually, between two different stages. And before, yeah, before, we get, before we get too deep into the uh, uh, entertainment, let's uh, back up uh, for a second, to, uh, back to the burgers for a moment. Who is participating uh, this year? Who are some of the places who will be uh, making burgers? Yeah, so we have a couple um, returning vendors as we have uh, for like the past 16 years. So Stop Along is returning. Last year they won both Critics' Choice and People's Choice. So we'll see if, uh, you know, they can keep that up, that title up for this year. Uh, Tandor Char House is going to also be one of the burgers. Uh, they're going to be new this year and they're a really cool vendor because they have kind of like a an Indian fusion flair mm. or twist on there. Yeah, they're going to be a really good one. Um, Fatso's Last Stand will be out there. They have a couple different locations, so people definitely know the names and you know a bunch of others. So it'll be a lot of selections. Um, so come hungry. Yeah, it's uh, uh, you know you know what I, I've done in the past. Uh, you know I'll, I'll go with uh, friends. And uh, everybody gets a couple of burgers. We cut them up, you know, and, uh, you know, so we can just take a little bite because you can't eat. Uh, well, most people can't eat <laughs> like five or six different burgers or 10 burgers, whatever. But, you, you know, you, you cut them in quarters and that way you can try a little of everything. And in our group, you know, we sit around and we do our own little judging. It's, oh, I like this. Oh, if you tried this, look at this. How about this? Uh, it's it's uh, just it's a lot of fun and it's delicious. Uh, that's the part that I like about it. Yeah, I, I recommend that too. When you go with a couple different friends, I mean, there's some smaller sliders that are available, but most of these are going to be full size burgers. So um, unless you're a very special breed of a person, right. I don't think anybody could down ten different burgers. Um, 
And it sounds great from past experience. Obviously, you're more than qualified to be a judge since you've been doing it with your friends. So I think uh, you'll have a really good time this year, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, you know... uh you know, I did a, a segment on television, a cooking segment on television a couple of weeks ago of different uh, burgers, different kinds of burgers. I did s- sort of my own burger fest, I guess. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I've definitely got some opinions about it. Uh, and I'm sure that I've had stop along because I know that they've been part of the fest for a long time. And uh, I'm, I know they, they have great pizza and uh, just all kinds of things there. Uh, and, you know, some of the other participants this year that include Fatso's Last Stand, which is a famous uh, hamburger and burger joint uh, in Ukrainian Village, Select Cut Steakhouse. Uh, you know, that says something when you get a steakhouse uh, participating in all of this. And they've been part of it for a long time. Reclaimed. Uh, bar and Grill, Reggie's uh, Bar and Grill, Epic Burger, which is you know uh, been around Chicago. They've got seven different locations. They make a great burger, and I love that a couple of uh, hot dog joints are also participating in this. Uh, the Chicago Dog House. They've got a couple of locations. They make a Greek Town Burger that I'm anxious to try, uh, but also Byron's Hot Dogs, also legendary in chicago with uh, a couple of locations they make great dogs but they also do uh great uh, burgers uh, as well and they they come up with lots of different uh, varieties of uh, hamburgers as well right yeah yeah it's going to be really fun to see everybody's twist on you know what they think the best burger is going to be so there's going to be a little bit of everything and i bet you know those hot dog stands that are coming this year those are the ones that are going to surprise us i bet they're going to sneak up on us and they're going to say hey we have more than just hot dogs right try our burgers um yeah. you know, they might have to change their name after that right 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 uh you've got some great music i was looking at the lineup of uh, music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, pretty much nonstop music uh, throughout. Uh, Talk about that a little bit. Really, music and entertainment for all ages, it looks like, too. Yeah, we have a little bit of everything um, in terms of the genres that we're going to see. So we've got some 80s rock going on, some country. You'll see some of those um, bigger names, you know, in the festival world, like Rod Tuff Curls, Too Much Molly Band. Um, There's going to be boy band review there, too. So we'll have music going on all throughout the day, um, going into the evening. And then other than music, there's a lot more to do there, too. We're going to have some merchants um, popping up so you can do a little shopping, um, shop local, get some handcrafted things. And then there's going to be kids areas as well. So we're going to have some blow-up stations, uh, face painting, some arts and crafts. So it's going to be a really busy day for everybody involved, uh, no matter how old you are. Yeah, it's going to be great, really fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to it very much so uh and uh, being joined uh in judging by samantha esposito from chicago burger bible and also 32nd ward alderman scott Wagaspack is uh, going to be one of the judges uh as well so uh we're going to be doing the judging on saturday so i'll be out there uh saturday if you want to come out and say hi i would love to see you uh people want to get more information Alyssa. what's the best way to do that yeah, they can uh, go to our website, which is lakeviewroscovillage.org. There's going to be drop-down events uh, tablet right up there, and you can click Burger Fest, and you'll have all the information that you need. Sounds great. Alyssa Lombardo with the uh, Lakeview Roscoe Chamber of Commerce. 
uh, the uh, Roscoe Burger Fest, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, July 7th, 8th, and 9th. Look forward to seeing you out there. Alyssa, thank you very much, and we'll talk with you soon. Great. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Okay, quick break, and then we'll get an update of news next on WGN. All right, that's going to wind it up for me today, an abbreviated show, because I'll be headed out to the uh, Pride Parade. Uh, I'll be on the WGN TV float, float number 87. Uh, Look for you out there. And uh, the WGN radio float, I don't know the number, but I know that we've got a lot of our friends from WGN radio who will be on that as well. Uh, Dane Neal, nice enough to uh, step in to finish up the show today. He's coming up after a check of WGN News.